0: Hello, everybody. Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today, I'm here with my good friend Jim Beck, who is the Chief Growth Officer for Quanta Credit. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing well, Adam.
1: How about yourself?
0: I can't complain. It's another day here in Paradise in South Florida. Um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on today. I've been excited to have you on, one, because getting to know you over the past couple of years at the conferences has been a lot of fun. Um, but two, it sounds like you guys are doing some really incredible things. Um, and I've been hearing rumblings in the industry about how interesting... The technology is that your team is working on. But before we jump into that, let's let's take a step back. I know I've had the opportunity to meet you at a thousand conferences over the past couple of years. But for anybody who has not been as lucky as me, could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got into the seat you're in today? Yeah, and
1: I... I'm not sure I know how it happened, but now I'm considered an an old old head in the industry. I think is what they call it. So I've been in the collection space for probably close to 25 years now. Primarily running operations for large collection agencies and a large creditor at the beginning of my career. And ultimately, I'm you know pretty passionate about the collection industry and have, have made a, a long career out of it.
0: Absolutely. Now, you've been kind of an operations focused guy through the years, too, right? So, your expertise has really been in kind of that ops from a call, you know, from a creditor, from a call center perspective. You know, how has that journey been for you?
1: Yeah. It's, you know, I've always taken a lot of pride and and really enjoyed trying to find the most efficient way to run an operation. How can you? Get the most out of any operation with the least amount of resources, and that's been you know twenty years of trying to figure out the best way through analysis segmentation through the right work staff and the right workforce management to build a the most efficient operation possible and uh, yeah it's it's been pretty exciting
0: well, your reputation precedes you in terms of operations <clears throat> I've had the pleasure of hearing you speak at a number of different conferences. Um, which is why I'm so interested to learn a little bit more about Quanta Credit. So, as you've gone through your career path earlier this year, you find yourself at Quanta Credit. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do there.
1: Yeah. So, a lot of my career had been around focused around people. Now it's focused around digital communications. And so, at Quanta, we are we have a platform for digital communications and digital collections that is really reducing operating expense by moving a lot of the collections process that were people. Into digital engagement, and it's really combining analytics and marketing with the collection space, and it's it's really exciting.
0: So that's a super interesting piece, right? <clears throat> marketing is obviously a big part of, of where I spend my time and my energy, and you know my master's is in marketing, so I love it. And you know it was I want to say it was like towards the end of last year, and you might even have been at the conference. I want to say it was at the uh, like the TransUnion um, conference in the in the um, I want to say early September. Yep, But when we were at that conference, somebody made the statement that debt collection online is basically e-commerce. And when we start looking at it that way, we're going to start being more successful. Come a few months later, I see you make the move from the people side to the technology side. And I'm going, am I going to get left behind here? So is that like, was that intentional? Was that something that you were kind of, uh, you know, nosing around in and kind of looking at that structure and saying, hey, maybe there is a better way for these online pieces?
1: Yeah, I think anybody that's spent more than five minutes with me has heard me say that not just online collections is becoming marketing, but mm-hmm. when I started in this industry, it was more, you know, almost a hammer approach to trying to get people to pay. And that mm-hmm. shifted dramatically and, and a long, long time ago it shifted. And sure. so it became marketing in its own way where agents on the phone are really marketing to customers to pay their bill and present those options. Mm-hmm. And so now it's expanding it into you know, the way that every customer communicates daily, and that's really online. And so building that into the collection model makes total sense. And so I felt like collections has moved in that marketing space for a long, long period of time. And now it's really where the customer sentiment has shifted. The collections industry needs to shift pretty quickly along the lines with it.
0: Well, I think, you know, a couple of years ago, you started seeing everybody move towards the omni-channel approach, right? Biggest buzzword
1: yeah. uh, out there for a while.
0: For a long time, right? Yeah. But now we're starting to hear more about the opti-channel approach and, and yeah. a better understanding of not just the ability to carry context of a conversation across chat, email, you know, text, um, or over the phone, but the ability to find the right channel to communicate with somebody at the right time right and so talk to me a little bit about what you've seen in terms of that evolution or that movement from the omni to the opti world
1: well the first thing i'll tell you adam is the the labeling mm-hmm. is trailing the what's actually happening okay so for a long period of time everybody was talking about omni channel omni channel when they were really doing multi channel okay. and so which is is interesting and that is <laughs> where the channels aren't necessarily connected and And they're just you know they're emailing, they're texting, they're calling, and it's just a scattershot approach. Sure. And then everyone said, "Well, we're doing you know Opti-channel." And what they were really doing is omnichannel. They were start, starting to build some connections between those platforms. However, they weren't taking into account the behavioral analytics from the customer. Mm-hmm. Or taking into a, a, account the actions that um, that the customer took behind the scenes as well, opens, mm-hmm. things like that. Truly moving to that Opti channel is you've got that right message at the right time. And so at Quanta, we really started at behavioral analytics. We okay. built behavioral analytics as the backbone of the organization. Then later on top, an analytics approach between based on what the customers are actually doing. And then you pick that right opti-channel approach by getting the optimum outreach with the right content based on that behavioral marketing and behavioral research to get the right message to the right person at the right time. And that's really where you, when we talked about efficiency earlier, where you find the deficiencies in, in your operation.
0: Well, it's very interesting. So, you know, once you've got that communication, you found the right methodology or the right channel and the content piece is king, right? The A-B testing, better understanding what messages to send to the right people. I mean, that's a whole science in and of itself. So how have you guys kind of addressed the ability to understand this person needs this message and that person needs that message? Is it like A-B testing? Is it, you know, what's the, what's kind of some of the processes that you're going through to perfect your craft?
1: Yeah, that's great. That's a a great question. So it starts really with having a marketing department. And so I I think a lot of um, people don't necessarily realize that marketing isn't something that um, you can just sit down and do. And we have a lot of great people in the collections industry that are not marketers. They're great operators. They're great at managing people. They're great at a lot of things, but not necessarily marketing. So at Quanta, we become that marketing arm for, for a lot of the people in the collection space, both at the issuers and at the agency space. Then the analytics arm, where you create the A B testing, where you create the optimum strategy based on the actual results that are occurring,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then that's the other need that we fulfill for issuers and agencies alike. So I do think it starts at the marketing side of things and you know, doing customer research and understanding how to speak to customers in a way that they want to be spoken to, building a marketing campaign around it, and then analyzing it and adjusting the, that analysis to to change your strategy as those results come in.
0: Well, I think the the ability to measure marketing over time has become a major thing, and so we've always looked at marketing as kind of like clicks and and things like that. But I I feel like there's new opportunities for measurement here in terms of engagement. Um, I know from our perspective in building websites and things, we're constantly looking at heat maps. Where are people clicking and why? How frequently are they clicking there? How far are they scrolling, right? The finite measurements that are there enable us to create more of a um, a frictionless environment in moving the consumer from a communication and into an actual payment, a payment module, um, or even getting them on the phone, depending on their preferred channel. So what does that side of the world look like for you guys? They, they get the message, they, they receive the communication, they interact with that communication. How are you then working with them to either build a payment plan or or get them to make that payment and engage them in the process beyond just responding to a communication
1: yeah and that, that's a great question you've got now two i think um two spots on your uh buzzword bingo card so i think <laughs> i heard friction in there as well so you know you can you can mark that one off uh off the list as, as well and so you know i would say a lot of that starts with a a very specific call to action for the customer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we live in a world where, you know, attention is becoming shorter and shorter for the customer. And so Mm -hmm. you need to have a very clear message with a very clear call to action Mm -hmm. and a very easy fulfillment for for the customers coming through. And I think that's lost. If you look at the digital communications in this industry, it is a collection letter that's Mm -hmm. been pasted into an email platform. And is ultimately about this long with maybe a link at the bottom or a phone number and, you know, at the bottom to call. And ultimately, you know, your customers, your clients, customers don't have the attention span for that. They want to know what is the message? What's the value that I get and what's that call to action? Mm-hmm. And then whether it's a deep, deep link or a, um, a online that matches that, that offer, you know, it's got to be. To your point I'll, I'll check the mark as well frictionless for the customer. <laughs> well
0: you' got to make it simple for them right So I, I remember early on when we were going into the digital age of collections, a lot of companies were like, well, I'm going to build an app and I'm going, okay well why right like who wants to download and have a debt collector's app on their phone whether it be Android or Apple especially with the quality of the online web interface um, applications that are available today, right? So I always felt like there was a better way to do it and reducing the friction as we move from a communication and into a payment module has always been important to me. Um, But what I've found is that as, as you talk with organizations about deploying a digital strategy, one, Um, They always seem to overlook deliverability. So let me ask some questions kind of down that deliverability channel. Um, But they also, you know, have these, uh, this difficulty in deployment and meaning that it's taking them so long to get spooled up and to be able to roll things out. So let me start by asking about the deliverability piece. Like, how are you guys addressing actually getting these messages through to the consumers? Yeah,
1: and it's, um, I think, and I'm going to, probably amend your question a little bit because i think it's actually sure. uh, two parts i think it's deliverability which is a, a key piece and then op- people opening it and, and then ultimately clicking on it and engaging sure. with it so you know there are a lot of people that can get emails into inboxes that can get texts on the phones but are you getting that actual call to action are you getting people to open up emails if your delivery rate Aren't over forty percent in the recovery space, fifty percent in the collection space. You're doing something wrong. I mean, just point blank. And so that start there. And I think you know what's interesting is deliverability needs it needs to be its own KPI. Open rates need to be their own KPI. Mm -hmm. Click to action needs to be their own KPI. We've been an industry that has been very very good about managing KPIs for Mm -hmm. a long long period of time. Sure. And there's an entire set of digital KPIs that ultimately we should be managing as an industry. And you know, at Quanta, that's what we do for people is manage those key KPIs to make sure that you're actually getting customer engagement, not just putting unread emails into an inbox or a spam folder instead of in the inbox and, you know, texts that are delivered, but not engaged with um, mm-hmm. at the same time. And I, I think really understanding the right cadence and the right message, the right time—all of those things are important to get that digital engagement that you're talking about, Adam. Which goes a little bit beyond deliverability, there.
0: No, you know, and you're 100% right. And and to go to circle back to my original statement is like you've got this e-commerce funnel, right? I've got my deliverability, I've got my opens, I've got my click-throughs, and I've got my actions, right? Um, so I feel like that it, it is—it kind of ties back to what we were saying at the beginning—that like you have this kind of e-commerce digital approach because that is what e-commerce ultimately is all about, right? It's about working through that funnel and and perfecting your craft in each one of those stages. But onto the kind of the second question, which was more about the timelines to roll something like this out. So if somebody wants to engage, you know, what does it take to actually go from, okay, I want to get started in digital. I'm ready to get started to I'm actually... Using the digital collection strategy,
1: yeah. With with Quanta, it takes a, a call to us in, in five to eight weeks. Um, so wow. you know where we where we spend our time is first we want to know you know each organization's brand and speak hmm. to the customers in the way that they speak to them, and that, so that takes a little bit of time and engagement. And I think then from an IT perspective, you know we ultimately you know take a file um, from from our clients and our customers and then deliver a file back with those results. Mm -hmm. So we have pretty low lift for most of our customers, which I think, you know, every organization, whether you're at the issuer space or the recovery space seems to be IT constrained right now. And that's something that we realized as an organization and really tried to make it a low lift for our clients so they can get up and running pretty quickly. I think there is this thought that it will be a massive time period and I'll you know, miss the vote uh, on digital <laughs> yeah. collections and so we want to be a very, very quick um, stand up for mm. issuers or agencies or whomever we're doing this work.
0: Well, I think companies tend to panic about the IT resources required, and it sounds like from a deliverability perspective, you're probably talking about a couple of DNS record updates and then enabling you guys to do that, because um, my assumption is that you're the ones that are actually sending the emails and and the text messages and everything, and it's really just about connecting the two worlds.
1: That's exactly right. And those DNS updates allow us to do it in, in our client's voices. Uh, that's yeah, exactly absolutely.
0: Right. And w- which is incredibly important because the reputation management from a domain perspective, tying into those IP addresses, right? All of that kind of ties together. And I know I'm going a little super nerd here, but I am a super nerd and I live in the DNS world. Well, um, so- I, I was, Yeah, I, I was
1: not expecting that to be the way the, the conversation headed. And uh, yeah, I'm, I have an entire technical team that's probably watching this, wishing that they were sitting here instead of me.
0: Well, there's not that much to it. And I think that's the point that I'm trying to drive across is that, you know, those updates are like a 30 second change. And so in order to enable something like this, it doesn't require this massive technical lift. I don't need my whole IT team to be involved. I need the one guy who manages my domain to be involved. And then my operations people so that they understand the strategies that are, are, are ultimately being relayed out to you to, to leverage, right? Because we're going to have okay. different service level agreements with different creditors, whether it be somebody that we're buying from, or I'm assuming if you're getting direct placements from, um, you know, first party type creditor situations, So I find that to be kind of an interesting, um, you know, challenge that a lot of people face is that they look at this giant IT lift when they go digital collections, because if they've tried to do digital collections on their own, they have experienced a massive lift, right? Because doing right. this on your own is an, is a massive Overhaul or a a massive undertaking, so you know it feels like you guys are just trying to make it a little bit easier for them, and they get to connect into you, and then you guys run off and take care of the strategies.
1: And we get to spend our time with the operations, and you know, in some degree, the marketing team, right? So we understand we're speaking in your your voice with a call to action that's collection based, which is the operations team, and we bring both of those together and execute and. It's it's exactly right. low lift from the IT side, and that's where we get to spend our time, which is you know more fulfilling for me. Um, no offense to any IT people out there. <laughs>
0: But look, there's two different sides of the world, right? And I think any time that operations can take something and run with it without the requirement of the of extracting from the limited IT resources that each organization has enables people to go after something considerably faster, right? And, and to be able to go to market and to actually start experiencing the benefits of leveraging digital collections, faster right and and with less barrier to entering right. that side of, of the industry
1: and those benefits are tremendous i mean what we're seeing is mm-hmm. you know 5% 6% reduction in opex 25% mm-hmm. increase in collections wow. so there is a enormous population of customers that you know issuers and agencies are having trouble speaking to they may be delivering digital communications but people are not responding to them they and, and What's more frustrating is they're throwing calls behind those non-responsive people at the same time, just creating more of a an economic stress point in what we're getting to probably be a pretty precarious situation in the economy. So now is a really, really good time to, if you don't have a robust digital strategy, to make sure you get one.
0: Well, leveraging that one-two punch of the digital strategy and having the capability of the phone calls and still that's leveraging right. traditional strategies is really cool, right? Because you're not giving up one for the other. You're basically finding the best way to merge your two worlds and create success from it.
1: And that's what we've said. I mean, we're not digital only. Um, hmm. You know, Digital should be a complement or a leader for your collection strategy. But it, again, it kind of goes back to what we talked about finding that optimum channel. Mm -hmm. So for some people, phone is that optimum channel. And, you know, I think what's interesting is, you know, when I think about the optimum channel, there's optimum for the customer, Mm -hmm. there's also optimum for the organization.
0: Mm. And
1: so what ultimately there is a yield-based analysis that makes a call worth it. And so digital also gives you that dynamic to look through your collection strategy. So what's optimum for the customer, what's optimum for the organization, and then you figure out the exact right spot um, there for digital, for traditional, and everything in between.
0: That is a very interesting approach to the collections process. Jim, I can't thank you enough for coming on and chatting with me today. I'm going to see you at the CRS conference here very shortly. I hope we can have a drink and continue this conversation because honestly, I'm intrigued and I want to learn more.
1: The, only if you grow that mustache back. So the first time I saw you, you had the the wispiest little tiny mustache um, that I'd ever seen, and you know now without it, you know you look like a child. Uh, you know, I was looking for the, I was looking, I should have stipulated that into our interview that
0: we would uh, grow the mustache. I'd grow, back. I'd grow it back. Well, you know, I got I got a little bit of time before CRS. Let me see what I can do.
1: Yeah, I think you could probably grow one uh, by the afternoon, uh, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, greatly appreciated, Jim. And like I said, I really do enjoy our opportunities to chat with each other. I look forward to seeing you at CRS. For those of you that are watching, if you want to contact Jim directly, I'm going to put his contact information below so you can reach out and learn more on your own. Um, If you have additional questions you'd like to see us answer or topics you'd like to see us cover, you can leave those in the comments on LinkedIn and YouTube and we'd be happy to continue to address those Um, and if you have additional things you'd like to see us talk about, well, you can put those in the comments below as well. And hopefully I can get Jim to come back and continue helping me create great content for a great industry. Um, but until next time, everybody, thank you so much. And Jim, I'll see you soon. Thanks Adam. Thanks everybody.